We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is November 18th. It's 2019. We have nine basketball games on the main slate on most sites. Fantasy Draft took away the 7 o'clock game, so they have an eight-game slate for today's slate. Speaking of Fantasy Draft, awesome sponsors of the podcast. If you haven't checked them out, fantasydraft.com is the only rake-free DFS site out there, so if you don't like paying rake and you want to play some DFS, uh, make sure you're checking out the membership options over there on Fantasy Draft. There's options for everybody, small bankroll, medium bankroll, large bankroll players. So if you haven't given them a look, make sure you head on over there, check them out. ton of stuff going on over there on Fantasy Draft. Like I mentioned, they have their $20,000 pick and roll today. Um, that does not include the 7 o'clock game, so it gives you an extra 30 minutes. So you can finalize your DraftKings FanDuel teams and um, you know finish up your fantasy draft teams after lock on the main slides. So make sure you're checking them out. Love what Fantasy Draft is doing over there for you know bankroll players, small bankroll, large bankroll players, and um, – you know, love and rake-free DFS over there with some really sizable and nice tournaments. So, Ryan Solo today recording in the morning instead of the night before. Um, it's it's always interesting to record in the morning and do solo podcasts because, you know, especially with these types of slates, it's always nice to bounce ideas off of somebody. But um, Ryan Solo today, you know, going to break down this slate and uh, give you guys the goods and uh, let's make some money. On this slate, a lot of injury news that we're paying attention to today. So, you know, as always, make sure you're following all that stuff up to lock. We are a first look podcast, and I'm just going to give you guys my, you know, first look thoughts. Let's get started here. We got Cleveland at New York taking on the Knicks, 209 total. New York is favored by two in this game. Kevin Love banged up his knee in the game on Sunday. This is a back-to-back with the knee injury. We're going to put him as questionable. 
He was able to come back into the game and play, um, but I think it was a season low 25 minutes for Kevin Love in that game um, against Philly. So just going to have to kind of watch this one. This might be a spot that, you know, Kevin Love potentially sits. So just pay attention. Um, and then on the New York side of things, Elf Payton is out. Um, oh, and I guess we need to pay attention to um, Larry Nance Jr. too, um, dealing with a thumb injury. Missed Sunday's game, uh, so we'll have to see if he is back. Um, Zizek came back, so we'll have to kind of watch that one and just kind of see how this news kind of shapes out for Cleveland. It's a back-to-back, so we should get a lot of the injury news around 1 Eastern, 1.30 Eastern for them. Uh, looking at the Cleveland side, obviously we're going to be waiting on news here, um, you know, because if Kevin Love is out, if Nance is out, I think Tristan Thompson here against New York is in a great spot. You know, we expect his usage to go up just a little bit, not a ton here. When we're looking at this matchup, the Knicks, you know, they allow a good amount of fantasy points to opposing big men. So this is a good spot for Tristan Thompson if these guys are out. It would obviously free up a lot of value. We'll have to see. I think the guy that we're looking at here is Osman. I think he would get the biggest bump in playing time, usage, um, shot attempts, everything. So Osman would be a, a really solid value play here against the Knicks at 4,100. If we get news that Love and Nance sit. If Love sits and Nance plays, obviously Nance could have a little bit of upside here, um, you know, getting some minutes for Kevin Love. So, um, you know, looking at anything else here, you know, the guards could be interesting, but, you know, they just haven't been great. Maybe Kevin Porter Jr. plays a little bit more in this game if both of those guys are out. Because Osman, you know, he could probably play 32 to 35, which is not that many extra minutes. So Kevin Porter Jr. could be another guy that picks up some minutes here. So just going to have to monitor this one and see how it kind of shapes up. But, you know, the Knicks, not a great defensive team. They're allowing a ton of fantasy points um, to a lot of different positions here. So, um. You know, the Knicks side of things here, obviously, you know, Cleveland's not a great team either. So this is a, a good spot for the Knicks. You know, they're a team that's averaging around 100 points per game this season. Their implied total here is 105.5. So, you know, a, a nice 5.5 projected bump here. The pace of this game should be really solid. Um, so Knicks, they played at a small, uh, a slower, a little bit of slower pace um, than the Cavs, but you know both these teams kind of towards the bottom in pace. So, um, as far as the Knicks go, you know Julius Randle is sixty six hundred. There's some solid upside here, um, especially if Kevin Love doesn't play. I always think that you can take shots on a guy like R.J. Barrett. Um, Marcus Morris has been playing good, but his price has kind of increased here enough that. Don't really love um, the ceiling, the upside. The floor is probably okay, but I, I think we're going to find better floor plays as we're going here. But, yeah, R.J. Barrett at 5,600, probably my favorite play here from the Knicks. Um, I, I like this matchup. Didn't didn't shoot the ball typically well or very well from the first time these two teams met, but um, I think this is a spot where his prices just come down so much that he has some really solid upside. You know, um, Mitchell Robinson is now dealing with a, you know, sprained ankle, but he's considered probable. 
Kind of have to kind of watch and see if he gets a minutes limit here. If he doesn't, he's only 5,400. Um, there's a little bit of upside at that price. If he's out, you know, Portis, Gibson, could you be guys that, um, you know, see minutes increase? And, you know, we, we saw Dennis Smith Jr. play 30 minutes against Dallas the other night and then come back and play 10 minutes against Charlotte. The situation with him right now is just all over the place. Um, again, you know, looking at game flow and, you know, kind of figuring out um, – because I, I didn't watch that game. You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't watch that game. So, I, you know, whenever I don't watch a game and I'm, and I'm trying to figure something out, um, it's just all about going back and looking at game flow and kind of trying to figure out what happened. So Dennis Smith Jr. checked in and picked up a, a really quick foul and ended up only playing three minutes um, in the first half of that game. Nit Lakina played really well in that game and ended up playing, you know, almost 19 minutes in the first half of that game. Dennis Smith Jr. again picked up a quick foul when he checked in um, the second second quarter. Um, he, he just he was in massive foul trouble here um, against Charlotte. A uh, lot of fouls, a lot of issues. Um, you know, five fouls in a ten minute span. Um, you know, he's he's not safe by any means. He's he's risky. Don't get me wrong, but he's a guy that. I think Frankie um, Nick Lakina still starts, but I think Dennis Smith Jr. They want to get him more involved. Um, they already showed us that like they're willing to play him 30 minutes when he's playing really well. So, you know, those are the type of nights. Dennis Smith Jr. Um, he's just going to crush. So um, don't hate him for tournaments. Moving on, we got Charlotte at Toronto, 215.5 total here. Toronto favored by nine in this game. Um, not really seeing any injury news on the Charlotte side of things, worth mentioning. And then on the Toronto side of things, um, Kyle Lowry is still out. And um, we got news that Serge Ibaka got sent back to Toronto um, dealing with that injury. So we'll have to see. Um, the injury report has him listed as outs, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see him upgraded a little bit today. Um, but right now we're going to assume he's out with the injury report saying that he's out. Um, looking at the Charlotte side of things here, going up against Toronto. You know, you guys know that um, I've been playing Devontae Graham a ton this season. Love what he's been doing. I still think he has a little bit of upside at, at 6,900. Um, just not as much as he did when he was a little bit cheaper. Love bench guys. Probably play bench guys more than most people in the industry. Um, it, it's just the price has kind of caught up with the production for Devontae Graham. Um and, you know, he's been kind of playing a little bit more um, since he moved into the starting rotation. Um, I, I liked him a lot when he was with the bench unit, but the usage hasn't come down a ton. I think that, you know, the minutes are are definitely there. He's played at least 34 minutes now in four straight games. So I, I just – you look at it and – the upside, the threes, the the attempts on the threes are, are very interesting. So when he has good shooting nights, he's a guy that will get some assists and some rebounds as the games go. So I don't mind Devontae Graham. Uh, wish he was a little bit cheaper in this matchup. Um, Terry Rogier is 6,300. 
starting to see Rozier play a lot better. Um, I don't think he's a terrible play. I do wish, again, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, you know, outside of that, I'm not seeing a ton. Malik Monk has been playing more and more minutes, and he's definitely been producing. I, I think he's a guy that can get you 5 to 6x here. I don't know if this is a 7 or 8x spot from Malik Monk, and I, I think there's obviously some risks. Um, you know, OG is back here. He played 32 minutes against Dallas on Saturday, so – you know, the, the defensive matchup there. Um, you know, Nicholas Batum, he came back. That could help or hurt Malik Monk. Um, Nicholas Batum is 4,300 and played 29 minutes the other night. I don't hate him as a tournament play. Um, you know, he's a guy that's probably not going to be very popular here, but if he plays, you know, 30 minutes here at 4,300, he's a guy that can fill the stat sheet. He had three actual points the other night against New York and put up 26 fantasy points. So, like Nicholas Batum, um, going over to the Toronto side, you know, Siakam is a guy that, you know, he's the ceiling play on this team. But, you know, when we're looking at it, the price tag is just so high. You know, Charlotte's not very good against big guys. They, you know, they're just – they don't play a ton of T-events, and they're a team that centers have just absolutely crushed this season. Um, they're allowing, I think, the second most fantasy points to centers this season, unless it's gone up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, you you just look at it, and I think that um, this is a really good spot for Siakam. Washington's allowing the most still. So. Um, and Golden State has passed oh, Charlotte. So Charlotte's allowing the third most fantasy points to center. So, you know, Siakam, this is a good spot. Uh, I think he has the potential to crush here. He's just playing a ton of minutes, you know, over 39 minutes now in five straight games. If Ibaka sits again, you know, he went six for 24 from the field the other night against Dallas. And if he does, if he shoots the ball better in this game, which he should in this matchup against Charlotte, he should crush here. It's a tough price to ask, uh, but I, I do think he's a potential play here at the top. Fred Van Vliet, a lot cheaper. You know, he's a guy that can easily produce over 40 fantasy points in this matchup. So I really like Fred Van Vliet. He's going to be a guy that I think we see, um, you know, come out pretty good in projection systems and stuff today. I think he's going to be a guy that becomes pretty popular at 7,400 in this matchup. And if he doesn't, then it's fine with me as well. So um, outside of that, like I said, you know, Charlotte has a lot of ton of fantasy points to opposing centers. Marcus Saul is okay. I'd much rather play Siakam. Those big guys, you know, just big guys in general, not just centers, big guys in general have really done well against Charlotte this season. Um, you know, Norman Powell with OG back, you know, still ended up playing a good amount of minutes. Um, you know, really the guy that got hurt the most was uh, really, uh, sorry. The guy that got hurt the most here was Busher. Um, you know, with OG coming back, they still ended up playing, you know, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. So Busher is, is a guy that, you know, just kind of lost his minutes here. So not going to go crazy here and um kind of i don't really love og or rhj 
or Powell. I think they're okay if you end up in that range and you don't like any of the other guys, but they're not like core type plays for me today. We got the Pacers and the Nets. Got a lot of injury news in this one. Um, Brogdon is out. Lamb is questionable. McConnell is questionable. Sabonis is questionable. Sumner's out. And then Kyrie is questionable. Levert's out. So probably the hardest yet could be one of the most fantasy value games. Um, you know, hardest game to project, you know, looking at it this morning with all this injury news floating around. I'm um, going to do the best I can here. You know, depending on the news here, if Sabonis doesn't play, Miles Turner should absolutely crush in this matchup against Brooklyn. Um, even if Sabonis plays, I still think that this is a spot you could play Miles Turner. I like him a, a lot more if Sabonis is out. Um, if we get news that Brogdon is out, Aaron Holiday's price came up, but Brooklyn, you know, this is a spot that I think that he could still hit value. It's a lot more – there's a lot more risk involved playing him at 5,500 than, you know, 46 to 4,900. But I, I do think this is a spot he could go 6X. I think he has a pretty high floor here against Brooklyn. Um, and, like, it's not like Aaron Holiday's going out there and not taking shots. He's taking a ton of shots. So just going to have to watch the injury news on him. You know, Jeremy Lamb, if he plays, he's a little interesting here. Um, you know, he's 6K, but he's a guy that can go 5 to 7X in this spot against Brooklyn. Um, I really like these guys, like if Sabonis sits. And if Lamb ends up sitting and Sabonis ends up sitting, this is a spot that I'd probably be close to all in on TJ Warren. Um, I'd really like the spot for him if these guys sit. Shot the ball bad the last couple nights. Um and I think that, you know, those product of matchups. So, uh, you know, this is a spot that I think he crushes if these guys are out and has a ton of upside. So don't know if I would go to like McDermott, um, even if Sabonis is out. Justin Holiday is going to play a ton of minutes, but I'd much rather play Aaron Holiday. And then on the Brooklyn side of things, um, if Kyrie sits, Really like Dinwiddie. Um, I, I like Dinwiddie in general in this matchup, whether Kyrie sits or not. It's just at his price, it's a little bit easier to stomach playing Dinwiddie if Kyrie sits. Um, outside of that whole situation, you know, the center situation is, you know, whoever – whoever gets the minutes, and, and it's just it's been very hard to kind of predict – who's going to get the minutes. Um, the other night, Allen played 22 and DeAndre played 25. You know, I, I don't really like either one of those, if that's the case. Um, you know, Joe Harris is kind of cheap, but I don't think he's cheap enough. Garrett Temple's cheap. Um, if, if Kyrie's out, you know, I'll, re I'll revisit the situation. If Kyrie plays, have a little interest in Dinwiddie. And I don't really love the bigs just because like they're kind of priced up and the minutes are just all over the place. And we have plenty of options, nine game slate. So I don't have to go crazy here. 
Up next, we got Portland at Houston, 231.5 total here. Um, Houston's favored by 6.5. Collins is still out. Gordon and Gerald Green are still out as well. Um, you know, when we're looking at this matchup, it, it screams, you know, a, a good matchup to just load up on. A um, lot of options here, obviously, with this 231.5 total. We have some big totals, too. Like, you know, Milwaukee, Chicago is featuring 230. Sandy or San Antonio, Dallas is featuring a 226 total. Boston, Phoenix, 227. So this is not our only big total on the slate. But when you just look at, like, defense and fantasy points allowed, two of the highest four teams on this slate in fantasy points allowed, you know. So I think that this is obviously a spot we want to attack. As far as Portland goes, you know, you can never go wrong playing Lillard. I think this is a, a phenomenal spot for him. Um, you know, if Whiteside gets these 30-minute games, he has so much upside. He can have those big, you know, 45 to 50-point games with 30 minutes. Um, I don't hate Whiteside for tournaments here. I don't hate C.J. McCollum. Um, you know, Houston, this game is going to be fast-paced. And, you know, McCollum's a guy that if he gets hot from three-point line, he can have a big game, and he's been picking up more assists and rebounds this season, which is nice, um, not just going out there and scoring and, you know, being very scoring dependent. Um, as far as the value plays go, Ronnie Hood up to 4700 I don't hate that. Um, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. He is playing 30 minutes a night, but, you know, he's going to have to have a good shooting night to get there. Um you know, Carmelo, uh, obviously signing with Portland, not expected to make his debut in this game, at least. Um, he is 3,600, so we'll have to talk about him a little bit more when we do get news that he's going to make his debut. Hopefully we get, like, a, a kind of minutes idea when that happens. As far as Houston goes, you know, Harden is a guy that can crush in any matchup, so... I obviously don't hate him in this spot. Um, he's 12K. It's just it's so expensive to pay up for him. But, you know, over 60 fantasy points now in eight of the last 10 games. Um, you know, he just gives you such a massive floor when you're when, – even when you're paying up for him, you have a good chance of getting 5X, and 5X at 12K is, you know, 60-plus points. So, I don't mind him. I think Westbrook, he's just getting to the point he's just so cheap, like – you know, he's he hasn't been crushing, and he hasn't had those monster games. He's had some 50-point games, but, like, recently just, you know, hasn't done that. And a lot of it has to do 23% shooting from the field, 30% shooting from the field. Um, he had a 27% shooting from the field night. Like, he's not getting those triple-doubles because, you know, he's out there playing with Capella. His rebound rates are down. Uh, and, and, you know – James Harden is not a guy that you typically get assists to. He likes to create his own shots. Um, so, you know, obviously Westbrook's numbers are down. He's 8,300. There's a ton of upside anytime you get Westbrook at this price point. Um, outside of that, you know, Ben McLemore should play minutes here with Eric Gordon out, but his price has kind of come up. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. You know, P.J. Tucker will play minutes as well. But he's another guy that, like, he, he can play, you know, 40 minutes and score 20 fantasy points. So you always have to be kind of iffy on playing him. Um, you know, Chris Clemens, 
crushed the other night, but, you know, that was because Westbrook was out, so don't go down that route. And uh, Daniel House is expected back here, which, you know, could make the situation even more murky. So I'm going to probably stay away from these guys. Um, we have plenty of value plays in other games, and I don't think I necessarily have to attack this game for value. Milwaukee at Chicago, 230 total here. Um, Milwaukee's favored by seven. Chris Middleton's still out, and Otto Porter is still out. Um, Zach Levine, probable. Um, you know, he has a, a sprained right ankle, but he's probable here. So, you know, when we look at this matchup and we look at just just looking at the total of this game, you know, this game, 230, Milwaukee favored by seven on the road. Potentially maybe this game stays um, a little bit closer because it's on the road. I think Giannis is in play. Um, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm not a huge Giannis person, but we have to also respect this. Giannis has a 36% usage rate with Middleton off the floor of the season, and he's averaging over two fantasy points per minute. So, you know, simple math tells us if he plays 30 minutes, he's, you know, averaging over 60 fantasy points. Um, it's just he put up 71 fantasy points against this team the last time they played. The game stayed close. They ended up winning by nine. If this game stays close, Giannis crushes. I love Giannis here. I actually kind of prefer Giannis over Harden today, taking a little bit of a discount. The The matchup is phenomenal here against Chicago. So as much as I like Harden, I, I think you can really consider it. Uh, and the thing is, like, the Bucks are playing at the fastest pace in the NBA this season. That can change. We're 12 games into the season. But Chicago is playing at the eighth fastest pace. So not only are we getting Giannis in a good matchup, not only are we getting a, a, a you know usage and fantasy point per minute bump with Middleton off the floor, we're also getting a very fast-paced game here. So I think Giannis, you know, could be considered the best play on the slate. Um, I love this spot for him. Like I said, I'm not a Giannis person. I don't play him a ton. But I, I love this spot for him, so he'll probably bust. <laughs> um, Eric Bledsoe, you know, he's he was putting some really good games together and, you know, just struggled the other night against the Pacers. I think that you really could look at Bledsoe here. You know, he put up 49.5 against this team not, you know, you know, three days ago, four days ago. Uh, so – like Bledsoe, like Giannis, um, I don't really love Brooke Lopez here. You know, I, he can have big games from time to time, but he had to have five blocks against the Pacers the other night to get to 37 and a half fantasy points. Um, got a, a bump there. So uh, don't really love that. You know, these value guys, the, the minutes are kind of all over the place. Sterling Brown is, you know, playing around 20 to 25 minutes with Middleton out. Um, Davincio, Vin Sinzo, um, is 4K. He's been playing around 24 minutes a night at 4K. I don't hate him, but I, uh, again, I don't really love it. Um, yeah, I don't really love George Hill. So probably going to stay away from a lot of these value plays and, and really just pay up for Bledsoe and, and Giannis here. Um, as far as Chicago goes, you know, when we're looking at the Bucks, they don't allow a ton of fantasy points to guards and wings, but they allow a, a really good amount of fantasy points to 
power forwards and centers. So I think if you want to attack Milwaukee here, it was a tough night the first time these two teams played for Wendell Carter Jr. But I think like he has the upside. Him and Marketing have the upside on this slate um, to potentially get there. Zach Levine, you know, at 6,900, he's a guy that he's probably going to have um, a good amount of usage in this game. So I, I don't hate the upside there. I've been playing Kobe White a lot um, recently. He's just been shooting the ball a lot better. You know, he shot the ball 63% and 46% um, against New York and Milwaukee. And then Brooklyn the other night, he shot the ball 14%. These are all from three, um, three-point land. So he's just going to be a guy that is going to shoot threes. When he's shooting the ball well, he's going to have good nights. Um, I like it for tournaments just because if he gets hot, he can go for 30-plus. And we've seen him have big games already. With Porter out, the minutes are there. Um, I prefer taking the ceiling of White over Sanarinsky right now for an extra 400 bucks. Um, outside of that, I don't – Really like anything else. Um, these guys are just not really playing enough minutes. They're they're really spread out outside of these guys. So again, don't mind Kobe White. Um, he's a guy that I'll get some exposure to today. Moving on, San Antonio at Dallas, two twenty six total here. Dallas favored by four and a half. Um, didn't really see any injury news here. Devontae Murray expected back um, after resting. On Saturday against Portland on the second half of back-to-back. Um, you know, looking at San Antonio, DeJounte Murray's numbers have been kind of down here recently. And it has a lot to do with just minutes. Um, you know, like, at 5,200, there's some upside here. If he just has a really solid 25-minute game. I kind of like it for tournaments just because he's so cheap. Uh, but the guy that I really like here is LaMarcus Aldridge at 7,300. He's a guy that if you're, if you're playing somebody from this, this team, like I, I don't mind him, but man, the more I think about it, the more I like Jonathan Murray, he could obviously bust here and, you know, you know, obviously that could happen, but man, if he gets that 25 minute game, he could absolutely just destroy in this game. So, Loving the price point for DeJounte Murray. Loving the upside. Uh, obviously, there's risk because of the minutes. You know, if he was a guy that was playing 30 minutes, he would be 50% owned in this game. So, really like DeJounte Murray. And outside of that, like, like I said, I don't I, – I like LaMarcus. He's been doing really well. DeRozan has, you know, like a he's he's a guy that's putting up like 30 fantasy points per night. He he's having, you know, he has these games every once in a while where he shoots the ball well. He has been a lot better on the road this season than at home. But, you know, the thing that stands out to me for DeMar DeRozan at 7100 is he's taken four three-point attempts this season like He's a guy that lives in that mid-range, jump shot range, and if he's not getting the rebounds and assists, he's just not going to crush. So I don't hate DeRozan. You know, I, I don't love it. Um, if he does have one of those games where he does get a bunch of assists and rebounds, he obviously could crush at this price point. And this game with, the, the, you know, having such a high total – 
you know, obviously a game that we kind of will look want to look at here. Um, as far as Dallas goes, you know, Dallas is a team that, you know, I play Luca. Um, you know, he's gone over 50 fantasy points now in five straight games. Um, he's just a guy that has 70 point upside in a nightly basis because of his triple double upside, his ability to get steals, um, and ability to score 30 points. Like he's one of the top plays on this slate in this tough matchup against San Antonio. I think that a lot of people will look at this San Antonio matchup and just kind of write this off. But San Antonio is actually playing at a faster pace than Dallas this season. And Luca has just been so big in these big games this season. So I really like Luca. You know, maybe pairing him with Giannis, if you can get two studs in there, um, is something you can look at here. You know, especially with, like, Carl Anthony Towns potentially going up against, like, Gobert. Um, outside of that, like, I don't hate Porzingis. I think he's a nice, like, 6X, potentially 7X play here. So for that reason, I don't hate it. Um, you know, he's gone for over 40 fantasy points in three of the last four games. And, you know, like, uh, Powell's minutes have been all over the place. Maxi's minutes. Um, yeah, he played a ton in the the Toronto game the other night. But I just, the minutes are just so all over the place with these guys that it's really hard to trust any of these guys. Like, any of these guys could have really solid nights. Um, but it's just with the minute situation, it's so hard to trust it. Tim Hardaway Jr. only playing like 20 minutes off the bench. Like, it's just not a lot. Not a lot to love here um, outside of just absolutely loading up on Luka. Uh, we got Boston at Phoenix, 227 total here. Phoenix favored by three. Um, we know Aiton's still out. Um, let's start with the Boston side of things. You know, obviously, you know, Gordon Hayward's still out. He's going to be out for a while. Probably not going to mention that every day until he gets close to returning. You know, when we're looking at this matchup here for Boston going up against Phoenix, it is a nice pace bump for them. You know, it's just one of those things where their implied total here is like the sixth best on the slate. And, you know, with Phoenix being favored here, it's just, man, it's it's a spot that I, I think that some of these guys could crush. It's just the pricing on these guys. They're so kind of right where they need to be um, to have good games but not crush fantasy-wise. Like, Jalen Brown is a guy that could potentially go 6X here. Um, at you know 7700 honestly i think my favorite play is probably jason tatum but he's just been a guy that really hasn't had those big games and that games where he's put up a ton of shots and then you know the next night not put up a ton of shots but on paper he probably has the best matchup here um ennis Cantor. Still not playing a ton of minutes, uh, enough minutes where, like, he could pay off 
he could pay off his price tag, but he's probably not going to crush. And Daniel Tice is a guy that could get like five to six X here. Yeah, 4K if he plays more than 22 minutes, but his minutes are, are just down right now as well. You know, you know, Tice and Williams and and Cantor all kind of playing, you know, this this same role here. And if I had to pick one of those guys, it'd probably be Daniel Tice. But um, I, I don't know if I end up playing him here just because of the minutes. Uh, as far as Phoenix goes, you know, Devin Booker obviously has a ton of upside in any matchup, but he's only gone for over 50 fantasy points one time over the last 10 games. And at 8K, I don't necessarily need him to go over 50, but 6X, you know, 48 fantasy points. And we do have some really high-end top-end plays today. So I don't know if I necessarily go to Booker here. Um, You know, Rubio's price is a little bit cheaper. He's a guy that can go for 40 fantasy points and get you 6X um, at $1,000 cheaper than Booker. So kind of lean Rubio um, over Booker. Ubre finally had a good game the other night against Atlanta. Um, I don't hate it. I hate the fact that this price came up enough where like, he's not that like great value play anymore. You know, Aaron Baines's minutes have been all over the place because of foul trouble. Um, you know, Frank, the tank has been playing solid minutes because of the foul trouble. If you want to take a shot on one of those two guys, I don't hate it. Um, you know, Baines can stay out of foul trouble. He, He could have a good game here. If he continues to get into foul trouble, um, obviously that this could be a spot that, you know, Kaminsky has a good game. Uh, Minnesota at Utah. Napier is doubtful. Wiggins is doubtful. And Okaji is questionable. Um, so, obviously, we're looking at this game um, and trying to figure out what's going to happen here if these guys are out. Um, not a great matchup. You know, tougher defensive matchup here. Uh, when we take Wiggins and Napier off the floor this season, Carl Anthony Towns pops the most. Uh, 31.1% usage rate, 1.72 fantasy points per, per minute. Uh, Jeff Teague seeing a nice increase in usage um, when these guys are off the floor. Um, actually gets a little bit bigger usage bump. Then Carl Anthony Towns, 2.4 to 2.3. It's not like it's enough where um, – but Teague is averaging over a fantasy point per minute with Wiggins off the floor and Napier off the floor. So this is a tough one. This is a tough matchup because Utah is a team that, you know, has been very good uh, against opposing bigs, power forwards, and centers, but they've kind of struggled with point guards. If Wiggins misses this game, I think Teague is my favorite play for Minnesota. And, and like, he's 5,600. It's not like he's in that lower 5K range, but they've actually allowed a lot of fantasy points to opposing center or opposing point guards this season. So if Wiggins sits with the usage bump, um, I think that Teague is the best play. Outside of that, you know, Covington is probably going to play over 30 minutes in this spot. Um, Layman's probably going to play close to 30 minutes in this spot. 
Culver is a guy that's, you know, has been playing in that 27 to 30 minute role. He's 4,400, not the best matchup here um, for him. I like Culver more if Okaji sits. Um, oh, and I guess I don't hate um, Graham if Okaji sits at 3,700. But uh, that's kind of it from this one. We'll note that um, Jordan Bell's been available a little bit recently, but um, until we see him get more minutes, I don't think it's something that we really have to focus on. Uh, as far as the Utah side of things, like, you know, I, I think that Gobert is 82. And he's just been absolutely crushing recently. Gone for over 40 fantasy points. 48 fantasy points in three straight games. I don't hate Gobert as a center play, but I still think the upside is in Donovan Mitchell. He's the guy that I always like to play from Utah. He's the guy that I feel like crushes. Bodanovich is a guy that could have good games, but until his prices continues to drop a little bit, um, you know, we see – when Gobert is having good games, Bodanovich is not necessarily having good games. So, um, Mike Conley at 64 is not terrible, but he's another guy that I don't really see getting 7x. So, probably wouldn't play him a lot in tournaments. And you're probably not going to end up on him in cash games. So, um, don't really see anything else from Utah. Again, my main target from Utah in this game is probably Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, big pace upgrade here. Minnesota playing at the second fastest pace in the NBA. Utah plays at the 24th um, slowest pace. <laughs> uh, so I think that, you know, when we're looking at the spots, I think that you have to look at Donovan Mitchell here. You know, he's the guy that likely going to have the biggest usage bump here. And... I was throwing myself off. Utah, really quick, going back to Teague, Utah has been good against every position. I just wanted to make this clear. But they allow enough fantasy points against point guards. Um, I guess I shouldn't have used crush. They allow enough fantasy points against point guards that I think Teague is in play. Just wanted to recap that really quick because I was listening it back in my head and, yeah. Thunder Clippers, no total in this one. Um, obviously, we're waiting on news here. Beverly and Kawhi are both questionable. Shamit's already out. Um, uh, on the Thunder side of things, you know, Chris Paul, really, really aggressive against Philly the other night. Um, went to the free throw line 12 times in that game. Got to watch some of that game. He was just really aggressive. And I don't know, like, are we seeing the effort from Paul now in, in these closer games? He's been playing, you know, over 30 minutes in these games. He's 6,600. I think that he has a little bit of upside here going back to L.A. facing the Clippers. Um, oh, man. I also could see a little bit of narrative here. But, again, I, I hate narratives. It, it's more of just – he played 38 minutes the other night being aggressive. If they let him play those types of minutes here, you know, he could have a good game. 
Gallinari's a, a decent floor play. I, I, again, don't see him going like 7X. Probably not a guy that I play a lot in tournaments. Um, SGA dropped down to 5,900 against Philly the other night, played 40 minutes, um, you know, was decent, had a decent return on his price. Um, I don't hate him here. I think this is a spot you could potentially look at him. I like SGA more in this game. Um, if Beverly's out, but again, if you want to play the narrative streets, you know, maybe you're looking at SGA here, but outside of that, you know, Dennis Schroeder, he was playing like 30 minutes off the bench every night. And then like Chris Paul has been playing more minutes and Schroeder hasn't been playing as many minutes. So probably going to stay away from Schroeder here. Steven Adams until he's consistently playing, um, you know, over 30 minutes probably can't go there, but I will say like, the Clippers typically play pretty big, so I don't hate this spot for Steven Adams. Um, as far as the Clippers go, you know, if Kawhi sits in this game, ah, Paul George is interesting, but the minutes, man, they, they put up 150 points uh, against Atlanta the other night, and Paul George in 20 minutes put up 54 fantasy points. He's 21 for 21 from the free throw line in, in his two games, um, and he shot phenomenal in both games. He's 8,100. It's such a tough ask. It's a, it's a, it's a tournament play if Kawhi sits. Um, unless he gets, you know, more minutes here. Um, he could bust in the spot for sure. If Kawhi sits, like obviously Lou Williams is in play. Um, Harold's in play if Kawhi sits. So just going to kind of have to watch the news here on Kawhi and Beverly and, you know, take advantage of some of these cheaper guys or, and not even the cheaper guys, they're, they're the more expensive guys, but obviously they're getting nice bumps here. Um, enough that, you know, you want to kind of look at this. So, all right, um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here for Monday. Um, favorite play under 5K to 7X. Usually I will write these down as we're going, um, but recording by myself today, was not able to do that. Um, so just kind of looking really quick, installing. Um, you know what? Give me... Give me Nicholas Batum. Nicholas Batum as my under 5K to 7X. Um, over 8K to go under 5X, my bust of the day. You know, with the way that this guy has been playing recently, it is really hard to say he doesn't get to 5X in the spots. He's been a 5X machine. But he's likely going to be the least my least owned guy in this range today. So I'm going to go Cat. Um, as my bust of the day, I just I just hope he doesn't crush and go like six or seven x. Um, my favorite six x play on the slate is I hate saying this without Sabonis news, but I love Miles Turner today. Um, he's a guy that I think absolute crushes in this matchup. So I'm gonna say Miles Turner gets thirty six fantasy points here, even if Sabonis plays, but he obviously gets more. Um, my let's get weird GPP play of the day. 
I don't think it's necessarily like I'm trying to see really quick. I want to I wanted to look something up really quick. Um for Cleveland. Yeah. It's so tough. Like I want to say Osman is my get weird GPP play of the day, but I just don't know if he's going to be off the board enough to kind of make make the cut as get weird GPP play of the day. Um, give me Kobe White. I'll, I'll continue on if he could sh- continues to shoot well. My get weird play of the day, and again, like. I like Osman if, if Love doesn't sit, but I, I think if Love sits, he becomes kind of popular. Maybe he doesn't. Um, you know, favorite DFS contest for today's slate. Go back to DraftKings. Did a couple FanDuel ones last week. Um, let's go. Let's go mid tier. You know, I, I've talked about this tournament a bunch, um, but let's go back to this tournament just because you know maybe we have new listeners. Really like this 40K mid-range jumper on DraftKings. It's a $40 single-entry tournament. Pays 25% of the field. Um, first place is only getting 10% of that. So if you do have a good tournament lineup, you know, you can turn $40 into four grand. That's an awesome ROI. Um, but, you know, when, we're, when you're looking at this tournament, it, it's, it's a really good tournament for, you know, mid, mid-stakes, I guess. Um, love the payout structure. Love that it pays out 25% of the field. So um, upside of 4K, and um, this is a tournament that most nights you'll see my main lineup in. Um, it's one of those tournaments that I just throw my main team into. So make sure you're checking that out. Uh, favorite over-under on the slates. Um, um Give me the Charlotte-Toronto game to go over 215. I don't think it'll go over 215 by much, um, but I think it'll go over and uh, just enough. Just enough. That's all we need, just an over. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday talking some more hoops. Hope everyone has an awesome night. Appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.